Shalom to all. Today's office is Baba Kamadav Tazayin, and we are starting Tesvav Amad Beis. The bottom line with the words are Belazim Rishmed Rav Amayer. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sar, Basim Yaakov Meisha, Hernish Shama Shad Haven Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Rivka Basim Meir Zev, Hernish Shama Shad Haven Aliyah. Now they want to address the seeming contradiction between the Rish and the Sefer of the Mishnah. When the Mishnah mentioned Shane being Muad, we said it must be referring to Shane carried out in the Chatzar Hanizik because it was in the Shusarab, and one would be Putter for that. Now that being so, when the Rish mentioned Karen paying Chatzin Nezik, it also must be referring to Karen in the. And that would be Sheetz Chamim that we learned of previously, that one's Chayv only Chatzin Nezek and Chatzar HaNezek. However, the Seifa mentions the Shah that damages Bershus HaNezek and calls it a Muad no matter what, requiring Nezek Shalem. And that clears like Reptarfin, the Mishon of Karen Chatzar HaNezek, Nezek Shalem. And the question is, are we really saying that the Rish and the Seifa and the Mishnah are according to different Tanaim? And the first answer was yes, although we usually do not say that, in this case we do. However, now the Gemara provides a different answer. Rav Lazar Mishmid Rav Amar, Rav Lazar says in the name of Rav, Tessai Nomad Alpha on top, Kul Reptarfin, he really the entire Mishnah Reptarfin, and Rasha, the Rasha of the Mishnah that tells us the one's only Chayv Chatzin Nezek, that's B'chatzar Munchedes Leperes Le'echad Mehen, as referring to a Chatzar that one partner is allowed to put Peres in, Bolzeh Ulazeh L'Shvarim, and both of them are allowed to bring into Shvarim into, the Lagabe Shein, Havla Chatzar Nezek. In regards to a Shein damage, it's considered Chatzar Nezek. Ulagabe Karen, Havra Shusarabim, and in regards to Karen, it's considered Shusarabim, and that's why one would only be Chayv Chatzin Nezek for Karen damage, and that's why it fits the corner of Tarfin. However, Amr of Kana of Kana says, Amrisal Shmetzak Hamedra Zvid Minarda, I said this in front of Zvid of Narda, Vamrali, and he asked me, Mimasas Mukmas. Could we really say that the whole mission is Reptarfin? Akhtani, the mission says, Beferosh, Hashain Mued is Lechalos Haroyla. Shane is considered Mued to eat anything that's fitting for it. Now that implies Royla inch in Royla loy. That if the animal eats something that's fit for it, it's considered Mued. If it eats something that's not fit for it, so that's not considered Mued and would be considered a Tom in regards to that. Now, but you're Reptarfin, if you want to say the mission is Reptarfin, Harm Mishuna Karim Chatzar Nizik, Nezik Shalim Mishalim. He says that when a Karen damage is done in the Chatzar Nizik, one would have to pay Nezik Shalim and not Chatzin Nezik. So Mishnah can't be Reptarfin. Ella must be Really, the entire Mishnah is Rabbanon, not Reb Tarfin. And we're missing something in the Mishnah, and this is really what should be taught. What does the Mishnah say? There are five things that are considered Tam. And if the five of them were warned, meaning if the owner was warned about these five damages, and they happened three times, so then they could become a Mu'ad. And those are the five damages mentioned in the beginning of the Mishnah. And the Mishnah continues, from the offset, and there's no stage of Tam. And where they considered a Mu'ad, that's in the of the Nezek. And that's a corn Rabbanon and not a corn Rab Tarfin. However, Maskala Ravina, Ravina asks, Hakatan the Kaman, what do you mean? We learned later on in the Bryce in the second parak, Shar Mazik, Rashus Hanizek, Ketzad. What's the scenario of a Shar Mazik in the Rashus of the Nezek? And the Mishnah goes on to describe what that case is. So we have a Mishlema Ayriba. If you want to say that our Mishnah is talking about Shar Hamazik in the Rashus of the Nezek, so Mishnah Machatani Ketzad, that's why the Mishnah in the next parak asks Ketzad, what's the scenario? Because Mishnahis in the second parak are explaining Mishnahis of the first parak. But Yamar Loy Ayriba, if you want to say our Mishnah is not talking about Shar in the Rishos HaNezek. So my Ketzad, what's the Mishnah saying Ketzad over there? It's not talking about a case that our Mishnah is talking about. So Elam Ravina, Ravina answers differently. Chesur Mechzor Machachtani, our Mishnah is missing something. This is what should be taught. Chamisha Tam and Hain, there are five things that start out as a Tam, and those are the five things mentioned in the beginning of the Mishnah. And if in these five cases the owner was warned, Mu'adin, they become a Mu'ad. V'shein Regal Mu'ad Mitchilason, and Shein Regal are Mu'ad from the offset. And here's where Ravina's explanation differs. V'zehu Shar HaMu'ad, and this is the classic case of Shar HaMu'ad, and the Mishnah continues on to something new according to Ravina. And the other cases that are muad, similar to the first ones mentioned in the Mishnah, and what are those? This is the continuation of the Mishnah, and that's the end of our Mishnah. Just like this, the Bryce says, There are five that are Tam, and if the five of them were warned, they become a Muad, and Shane and Regal are considered Muad from the offset, and this 
this is the classic case of Shara Muad, for Shara Mazik, Rishus Nizik, Machlok Shabtar from Rabbanon, and a Shara Mazik in the Rishus of the Nizik, that subject of Machlok is between Shabtar and the Rabbanon. There are those that are Muad that are similar to these mentioned in the beginning of the Mishnah. And some ask this as a question, but we're going to come out with the same thing. Tanan, our Mishnah says, Chamisha Tamin, there are five Tamin, Chamisha Muadim, and there's five Muadim. And the question is, Vesuleka, what there's no more Muadim? But there's the following. And the answer is, Amar Ravina. Ravina says, Chasari Machsar Vachachtani, really, Mish is missing something, and this is what should be taught. And if the five of them were warned, meaning the owner was warned, Muadin, then they become a Muad, Vishain Regal, Muadim and Chilason, Shain Regal and Muad from the offset, Mizau Shar Muad, and this is the case of Shar Muad, Vishar Hamazik, Vishusan Nizik, Machlak Shabtar from Rabbanon, and Vish Muadin Acherim Kiatsabailu. There's other cases of Muad that are similar to the first ones in the Mishnah, Hazaev, Vari, Hadoi, Vanamar, Vabadlos, Vahanachash. And continue to explain the Mishnah, we said, Vloy Lervites, then animals not considered a Muad to crouch on Kalim, and if he crouches on Kalim and breaks them, that's just considered Karen, and that would be Chatsi Nezek. Now, Rablazer, Rablazer clarifies this, This is only talking about crouching on large Kalim, but on small Kalim, that's considered normal, and that would be a told of Regel, and not a told of Karen. The Gemara suggests, let's say the following Bryce is right for Rablazer, the Bryce says, Abahim's Muad to walk normal, and to break, and to crush the following things, as Adam, a person, as Abahim, on animals, as a Kalim and Kalim, and if we're saying that an animal is mua to crush kalim, it must be the referring to small kalim, because our Mishnah says a behemoth is considered a tam to crush kalim. So again, it must be there's a difference between large kalim and small kalim. But the Gemara says, no, it's not a raya, don't outside. Maybe this Bryce that says that he's mua to break kalim is talking about breaking them from the side, meaning as it's walking, the kalim are on the side of him and he crushes them up against the wall, and that would be a told of regel, even if we're talking about large kalim. Now, some say this is how it goes. Amra Blazer, Blazer said, don't say that it's only not considered normal for the animal to break large kalim. But if we're talking about small kalim, it is normal for the animal to crush them. Even if they're small kalim, it's not normal for him to crush them. And on this, we ask a question. What do you mean the Brasa says? The Brasa tells us clearly that a shar is a muad to crush a person, animal, or kalim. So we see that it is considered normal. Now most Gershars take out the words Amra Blazar, and the answer is Maybe we're talking about the animal crushing them from the side, meaning as it's walking, it crushes them up against the wall, and not talking about sitting on them, crushing them. And Ikadramila Mirma, some asses as a stira. Tanan, the Mishnah says, Vloy Lerbites, that animal is not considered a muad to crush Kalim. Batanya, I we have a brass that says, Ulmaichas Adamas Abemas Kalim. And Haram Blazer, Blazer answers, Loy Kasha, Kamapachin Gedailim, Kamapachin Katanim. They once talking about Pachin Gedailim, and that's the case where the animal is a tam to crush them, whereas Pachin Katanim, the animal is considered a muad to crush them. And going on to explain the Mishnah, we said, As Eva, Ariva, Hulu, and one of the animals mentioned over here that's always considered a muad is a Bardalos. So the Gemara asks, My Bardalos, what is a Bardalos? So Amrav Yehuda, Nafrza, review says it's a Nafrza. My Nafrza, what is a Nafrza? So Rav Yisro, Yisro says Apa, it's an Apa. But now the Gemara asks Meisvei, Rav Meir, Rav Meir says Afat Savua. That Savua is another animal that's added into our Mishnah that's always considered Muad. And Rav Blazer, Rav Blazer says Afa Nachash, also a snake. Now Amrav Yisro, Rav Yisro explains Savua Zu Apa, a Savua is an Apa. So if Savua is something that's not mentioned in the Mishnah and a Savua is an Apa, so how could we say that Bardalos is an Apa? That means that Apa is mentioned in the Mishnah. So the Gemara answers like Kasher, no problem. Kamet Savua Zacher, Kamet Savua Nekeva. When we say Bardalos and Savua is referring to the same animal, it's just a one's a Zacher, one's an Akeva, so there's no stira. And Tanya Vabraisa, Tzavua Zacher, Lacher Shevashanim, Nasa Atalef. A male Tzavua, after seven years, turns into an Atalef, a bat. And Atalef, Lacher Shevashanim, Nasa Arpad. A bat, after seven years, turns into an Arpad. And Arpad, Lacher Zayin Shanim, Nasa Kimush. An Arpad, after seven years, becomes a Kimush, which is a type of thorn. And Kimush, Lacher Shevashanim, Nasa Chuach. A Kimush, after seven years, becomes a Chuach, which is also a type of thorn. And Chuach, Lacher Shevashanim, Nasa Shade. A thorn, after seven years, becomes a shade. And a similar memory, Shadish Shal Adam, Lacher 
A person's spine after seven years will turn into a snake. That's only if he didn't bow during Maidim. Now we analyze this price that we just quoted. Amr Meir of Meir, Amr of Meir says, that we add into the animals in our Mishnah, and as I know, based on top, Reb Lazar, Reb Lazar says, Afanachash, also a snake. But we learn in our Mishnah, Reb Lazar, Reb Lazar says, So Gemara answers, you're right, Tani, Nachash. In the brass, we should really teach, Reb Lazar says, Nachash, not Afanachash, adding Nachash to all the other ones in our Mishnah. Rather, Nachash is separate, as Reb Lazar explained in the Mishnah. Now we talk about these wild animals damaging. Amr Shmuel Shmuel says, Arib Roshasarabim, Daras Va'achal, Pater. If a lion in the Roshasarabim was Daras, he pounced on an animal and ate it, the owner of this lion is Pater. Now, pouncing on an animal and eating it means the lion jumped on the animal, held it down, and ate it while it was still alive. However, tarf achal chayev. If the lion tore the animal apart, which means it killed the animal, and then ate it, so then the owner's chayev. And we explain this. Darf achal pater. If the lion pounced on the animal and ate it, the owner's pater. Why is that? Kim d'archel medras. This is normal for a lion to jump on an animal and eat it while it's still alive. Havali kamash achal peres It's just like a cow, for example, eating fruits and vegetables. Havali shen rabim. That's just a classic case of shen rabim u pater. And the owner's pater for shen rabim. Whereas taraf, if it tore the animal, meaning it killed it and then ate it, lav or chehu, that's not standard, and therefore would fall into the category of karen, and that's where the owner would be chayev. Ask Mar, remember the trefa lav or chehu? Does that mean it's not normal for a lion to tear an animal apart and eat it? Fuck if it doesn't pass with Pharaoh, Ari Tyref Bide Gurisov, that a lion tears for its cubs. So Gemara answers, no, Bishvil Gurisov, it tears and kills an animal to feed it to its cubs, but when a lion himself is hungry, so he's just going to pounce on it and eat it while it's still alive. Asking more, what do you mean the Pasuk says with Pharaoh, that it chokes for its lioness? So once again, the answer is no bishvil ba'isov. It chokes an animal only when it wants to feed it to its lioness, but not when it's eating it itself. As Gemara, what do you mean? The pasuk says yimali taref churav that it fills its den with taref with torn and killed animals. So Gemara answers again bishvil churav. It only kills an animal to store it in its den, but not when it wants to eat it. Lastly, we have the same question and answer. The pasuk says umay noisav trefa that its dwelling places are filled with trefa torn animals. So once again, we answer bishvil noisav. It only tears the animal to store it in its dwelling place, but when it wants to eat the animal itself, right then, so it pounces on it and eats it while it's still alive. Ask more of a tiny. We have a brass that says, Also, if a wild animal went into the chatzar of the nezik, it tore an animal apart and ate the meat, the owner of that wild animal has to pay nezik shalim. You see that tearing apart an animal and eating it is normal for a lion. So Gemara says, No, what are we talking about over here? Did the lion who went into this chatzar of the nezik and tore the animal apart, tore it in order to store the animal? He was going to drag it back to its den and maybe feed it to his cubs or to store it for later on, and that's considered normal for the animal. Ask more, how can you say that? It says that the lion tore it and ate it, so it obviously wasn't doing it to store it. So Gemara answers no, but The lion changed its mind and decided, you know what, I'm not going to store this for later, I'm going to eat it now. Ask the Gemara, how are we supposed to know that? It's not like the lion took a selfie with its prey and said, hey guys, I'm going to store this later on, who wants to come to the party? And then afterwards sent a message, sorry, I decided to eat the animal here. So how can we say that the lion changed its mind? Why not furthermore, the Shmuel Nami, why don't we answer the same thing in Shmuel? Where I told us that there's a difference between in Ari and Rosh Hashanah being Dairus and Eichel, or being Tyrus and Eichel. Maybe this is the same thing, meaning maybe the lion changed its mind. So Rav Nachman Yitzchak answers, you're right, let's start in Ketani. We're really teaching two different things. Shatarfa lahaniyach, if it was tarif to leave it to the side, or if it was dirisit, which again means it didn't kill it and it ate it. Then, Mishlam is Nezak Shalim. In both these cases, it pays Nezak Shalim. Ravina, Ravina answers differently. Kikam or Shmuel, when did Shmuel say there's a difference? Ba'ari Tarbos, where we're dealing with a domesticated lion. Valibid Rablazar, and this is according to Rablazar, Da'amor, right, said in Aramishna, Lav Urche, that it's not normal for a domesticated lion to jump on prey and eat it because it's been trained. It's a domesticated lion. It's the guy's pet. Ask the Gemari Hachi, if that's so, I feel Darsanami lechayev. So even if it was Darius said he should be chayev because that's not considered normal and that's Karen, so he should be chayev at least Chatzinezek. So Gemara says, you're right, El Ravino, Lava, Shmuel, Itmar. This memory of Ravino was not said on Shmuel's din. El Amazin, 
So rather, it's going on the Brysa that just told us that if a wild animal, for example, a lion, goes into Chatzra and Nizek, so the owner of the lion would have to pay Nezek Shalem. And Ravina was explaining the Brysa, Kitan Masisa by Ritarbos, the Brysa is only talking about a domesticated lion, Balib Drabalazar to Amr Lav Orche, and there's a corn Drabalazar who says that it's not normal for a domesticated lion to attack and eat an animal. Asking where Ihachi, if so, Chatzin Nezek Bail Shlume, so you should only have to pay Chatzin Nezek and not Nezek Shalem, as the Brysa says. The Gemara answers, Diyayid. The Brysa is referring to where this lion was a Muad, it did this three times. Asking where Ihachi, if that's so, my Haidik Tani Lo Gabi told the Shane. So why is it taught as a told of Shane? Gabi told the Karen by Lumsnai. It should have been taught as a told of Karen, because Karen that happens three times is considered a Muad. The Gemara answers, you're right, Kasha, that's a question. And not the brand new Mishnah, the Mishnah tells us, Mabin Tam Lumuad, what's the difference between a Tam and a Muad? Elisha Tam Shalam Chatzinezek Mikufai, a Tam pays Chatzinezek from the goof of the animal that did the damaging, a Muad Mishalam Nezek Shalam and Aliyah, and Muad pays Nezek Shalam from the Aliyah. And we've had this before a number of times, but now the Gemara asks, My Aliyah, what does the word Aliyah mean? The Muad is Mishalam Nezek Shalam from the Aliyah. So I'm a blazer, blazer answers, The Mazak has to pay from the best of his Nechasim, meaning even if the Shar that damaged is worth less than the damage, since the payment doesn't come out of the guf of the Shar, the Mazak has to pay from the Aliyah, meaning from Metav, from his very best. And how do we know that Meula means very best? Because it says in the Pasuk, and Chizkyo laid with his forefathers, which means he died, and they buried him in the Mala of the Kvarim of Bnei David. Bamar Blazer, Blazer explains, what does this mean? They buried him near the best, near the finest of the family. And who's that? David And we continue with this, we have a similar Pasuk that says, and they buried him in the grave that he dug for himself in Ir David, and they laid him to rest in the place that was full of Besamim and Zanim. Now we ask, my Besamim what's Besamim and Zanim? So Rabbi Lazar, he explains, Zine Zine, there was many different types of Besamim, many different types of fragrances there. Where Shmuel Bar Nechmeni, Shmuel Bar Nechmeni explains, what does this mean, Besamim Uznim? Zanim is a qualification of the word Besamim. Besamim, Shekalim, Iriach, Bahen, Bali De Zima, the Besamim were there of such high quality that anyone that smelled them would come to Znus because of that. That's what the word Zanim is Lashon of, Zima. And we can explain, Psukim Yirmiyah, he said, Kikaru they dug a pit to trap me, Upachim Tamnul Raglai, and they hid snares for my feet. So Blazar Amr Blazar explains, what was Yirmiyah Navi saying? Shechashdum Zaina. They were chashed at him that he lived with a Zaina. And Rosh Hashanah Amr, he explains, Shechashdum Eishas Ish, they were chashed at him that he lived with an Eishas Ish. So we analyze this. Bishlam Amr Blazar, Shechashdum Zaina. We understand according to Amr Blazar, Blazar, that they were chashed at him that he lived with a Zaina. Hanun Dechsevs, this makes sense with the following Pasuk that says, Kishucha Amuka Zaina. A Zaina is a deep pit. And the Lashon Yirmiyah Navi used was Kikaru Shucha Lachdeni. So we see Shucha is the Lashon of Zaina. El Ma'ad Amr Shechashdum Eishas Ish. But according to Ma'ad Amr, they were chashed him. They lived with an Eishas Ish. My Shucha. Why did he use Lashon of Shucha? So my answer is Atu Eishas Ish Minafka Mechal Zaina. Is the Eishas Ish not included in a Zaina? An Eishas Ish that lives with a different man other than her husband is considered a Zaina. So fits that Yirmiyah used the word Shucha. The Gemara continues. Bishlam Ma'ad Amr Shechashdum Eishas Ish. We understand according to Ma'ad Amr they were chashed him. They lived with an Eishas Ish. Hanu Dachsev. So it makes sense. It says in the pasuk of Atu Hashem Yadata. You Hashem know. As Maves of all their plotting against me for my death. And if he lived with an Ashes Ish, he would be Chayv Misa. El Mando Amr Shechashdumi Zaina, but according to the Mando Amr, they were Chashidim, they lived with a Zaina, Maila Maves. Why would he say to death? A person doesn't get killed because he lived with a Zaina. So my answer is Shechul Bayer Tit. This is referring to the fact that they threw Yirmiyah Navi into a pit filled with Tit, intending to kill him. So even though he might not be Chayv Misa, according to the books, because he lived with a Zaina, Yirmiyah is referring to this situation where they threw him into the pit to kill him because he gave him Vua that the base Mechish was going to be destroyed. And Darshav Rabba Darshin, my Dachsev, what's 
on the Pasuk that Yirmiyah said, Let them stumble before you, deal with them at the time of your anger. And the answer is, Yirmiyah was saying in front of Hashem, even at the time that these people who wanted to kill me, and they give charity, you should make them stumble and give their tzedakah to people who are not fit to receive tzedakah, so they shouldn't receive schar for the tzedakah that they're giving. And that's what Yirmiyah Novi was davening for. Now going back to this first Pasuk that we mentioned this Gemara, they spoke about Cheskyo dying and being buried. The Pasuk says, They did a covet for him and honor for him in his death. What does that tell us? Malami, this teaches us, that they made a yeshiva by his kever and they sat and they learned Torah for his honor. Now, Pligibar Rav Nassim Rabbanon, Rav Nassim Rabbanon argue about this. Chana number one says, that they made this yeshiva for three days. Yudzai number one says, Shiva, they made this yeshiva for seven days. For Amrilon, some say, they made this yeshiva for 30 days. And we're stopping for the day, we'll pick up tomorrow and continue to talk about Chizkyo Amelech. For now, Everyone should have a wonderful day.